Hey guys, it's Keeper Murph here. This is an interview I did with Oscar Rios, the president of Golden Goblin Press, about the Tales of the Crescent City Kickstarter campaign. Uh, This was recorded last week on Friday, January 31st, 2014. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, so this is Keeper Murph, and I'm here with Oscar Rios of Golden Goblin Press. Hello, hello. We're eight days in, Oscar. Uh, Tales of the Crescent City funded successfully in under 24 hours. And yep. you're, uh, you're eight days later and you're sitting at just shy of 25000 It was really funny because I was really worried about, uh, about having it at 12. And I'm like, what if we don't fund? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but it's such an expensive book and I've got to pay for, you know, we've got, you know, bigger name authors and more art. And I promise to pay people more this time. I've got to sit at 12 and I'm like biting my nails. And, um, I think after the first eight hours, I wasn't nervous anymore. <laughs> um, but honestly, up until that day, I was, I was really nervous. Who are you, man? I can't believe it. Cause everybody I knew, uh, knew it was coming and everybody <laughs> knew, knew, knew they were back in it. So it seemed right, like, it, it seemed like just from my click of people, um, that, that it was almost funded on that alone. You know what I mean? It would have, it would have done my nerves a lot of good if some of you had posted, um, these comments <laughs> online because I'm going on message boards and it's like crickets and I'm like, Hey, you know, we're, we're launching this soon. What kind of character are you going to play? And nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. Nobody likes us. Right. Terrible. <laughs> We're dead. Um, but then, you know. Then it started. Like, we've been and, and working on a kept... book for, for five months that nobody wants. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I've never been so happy to be so wrong. Yeah, no kidding, man. And you are definitely wrong in this case. Um, so let's, let's just uh, let's review what, what uh, stretch goals you've hit so far. Okay. Um, see, your first one was the Artist Enclave, which added more... Um, more art basically to the to the book is that right yeah that was fun for me right away because uh we got to put an extra illustration in the art assignments um this week for the first batch so instead of having you know to choose which was the best four it was like okay we're we're going with five um <laughs> and if the handouts are, are fewer you know it may be even more than that but um it's always fun to have uh, a little bit more room to play with the art and the handouts and that sort of thing Right, and did you actually hit that first stretch goal in the first 24 hours as well, or did that happen just after? See, I, I think we, we may have. Someone told me that we did, but we funded in 22 hours. Um, 23 hours in, I was drunk, um, and, and about 23 and a half hours in, I was asleep, um, and then I woke up about three hours after that, and we had already achieved our first stretch goal. Um, and and for the the people who got the the update with the picture of the goblin with the beads, right? He's standing next to my rum and coke that I was drinking. I'm pretty sure we got that right after we funded. It's like I got drunk and I dressed up the goblin and I took a picture next to my drink. Oh uh, so yeah, it was a great day at the, at the goblin lair. I'll tell you, it was. So stretch goal number two was the New Orleans neighborhood guide. 
Right. You want to go over um, just a, a tidbit of what that was? Okay. Um, way back when Tom and I did the New York book, because, you know, Tales of the Sleepless City. Right. Because we felt that only really New Yorkers should be able to write this book. Right. Um, so then we were writing a New Orleans book, and we felt like total jerks because we're not from New Orleans. You know, we, we love it, but we're not from there. And then, lo and behold, through your show, um, we hook up with the New Orleans mythos. I'm like, these are the guys. Right. There are guys on the ground. And they're a great bunch. They I really mean, are. just passionate, funny, personable, willing to help, you know, kind of shirt off your back kind of people. Um, and they uh, they put that together for us. And, and, you know, I said, we want it neighborhood by neighborhood. We want the flavor, the personality of each neighborhood. You know, what makes each neighborhood unique? Um, and they put that together. I think it's going to be a great keep, uh, resource for keepers to really bring the city alive. Um, I mean, in New York, I know the difference between Queens and, and Brooklyn and the Bronx. Right. I don't know anything about, about that that kind of rhythm in New Orleans, but they do. Um, so that was just a, a it's going to be, a, I'm really happy we made that one. Yeah. That, that seems like a really awesome uh, expansion to this book. It, I'm really excited about that one myself. So at number three at 17.5, you came out with uh, black goat of New Orleans. Uh, and that's speaking of New Orleans mythos. That was their, um, their campaign that they've been working on. That's, that's part one of their campaign. Right, Part one of it. <laughs> Because it's so we're, yeah, there are there are two other scenarios uh, connected to this. They're still working on those. We we help them um, sort of punch this one up and get it really together. And uh, it's kind of like uh, we're 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 giving them a way to say, hey, this is who we are. This is our first scenario. If you like it, we've got a book coming out. Um, so it's kind of like we're we're introducing uh, them to the the fans, right? And I think I you know I, I think it's going to be really good for them. I think that the fans are going to really enjoy it. Um, you know, they, it's it's a great scenario. It really is. So number four, which is one that I was especially excited about at twenty two thousand five hundred, you hit. Tell me, have you seen the yellow sign, the Golden Goblin Press Edition? Um, oh yeah, which. Just gives me chills thinking about it. But go ahead and, and give us a rundown real quick of how you uh, how you cornered Mr. Ross. So uh, actually, that was Kevin's idea. Um, <laughs> Kevin, he reread um, "Tell Me Have You Seen the Yellow Sign" to get ready to write Asylum, the seek you know return of the Yellow Sign. Right. So after he finished Asylum, he said, "You know, I, I was reading uh, Tell Me." And he goes, and it's it's just bad. And I'm like, bad? It's, it's dude, one of the top five scenarios of all time. He goes, I could do so much better now. He goes, it's kind of linear, and it's choppy, and it's all over the place. And I'm like, dude, you're out of your mind. He goes, I just wish I could rewrite it. I wish I could, you know, do it over and, and just do a massive rewrite. And I was saying, and I told him, you know, they're doing that sort of thing with uh, Horror on the Orient Express. They're, you know, putting new material and they're reworking some of the old stuff to kind of update it. And he was like, man, I wish I could do that. So I asked Chaosium, okay, uh, can, can we do that? And they were like, well, sure. Um, you know, they, they're, uh, they, you know, they didn't even ask anything. They were like, you know, Kevin's a great guy and he's done great work for us, so... Go ahead, knock yourselves out. 
um, which was just great of them. And I told Kevin, okay, um, we've got the green light to do it, but you may want to hold off on writing this until we hit that goal. And he's like, no, I want to do this. I'm doing it anyway. He's doing it one Even way or the other. Doesn't fun. I'm rewriting this because you know because I want to. Um, and I just got the uh, the email that he'll be sending those files over over the weekend. Oh my god, the man is a machine. So, uh, a couple <laughs> really... of thousand pages longer. It's got some more red herrings. Um, he's reordered. Oh. He, I'm told. I haven't seen it yet. That he's reordered the format to make it a lot more keeper friendly and easier to to run. Right. We are going to do all new art, all new maps, all new handouts to match the aesthetic of the book. I mean, it was it was a pricey awesome. stretch goal, but we're, we're we're trying to give our backers the money's worth. We're not going to just reprint. Right. This is an entire. This is a. This is the director's cut. Uh, this is the, the the scenario that Kevin really wants wanted to put together. You know, an older and and wiser and much improved Kevin um, Kevin Ross. And I'm thinking, how can you improve on a, a gem like that? I know, right? Tell me, if you've seen the L sign is one of my top five scenarios of all time. Um, it's it's why we we we're writing the book. It's why we put this project together. I fell in love with New Orleans and Cthulhu from that scenario. Uh, I mean, I'd love couldn't I'd love New Orleans and I'd love Cthulhu, but putting them together like that, it 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 just never left me. And you can tell I'm running a Kickstarter now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome. I can't wait to run my um, my group through the redone first one and then through Asylum once I get the book. I think that would be just fantastic. And it's been out of print for so long. Oh, you can't find it. So you, many people it's, haven't. It's so expensive, you know. If you try and buy it. Like online or in game shops, they want they want a lot of money for those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I first really got into Cthulhu in um, the the mid '90s, I just went as soon as the internet took off. I was on eBay picking up every classic Cthulhu tome I could get, um, and apparently I bought up a lot of them because they're really rare and expensive now. I mean, I really feel bad for the fans trying to do that today. Yeah, I, but, I had done the same back in the day, and I had gotten, um, you know, like the box set of Horror in the Orient and um, this book um, and a couple of others. But then I, I, I had a flood and lost everything in a, you know, oh, in a flood. So I lost all of that and had to, had to just start over. So it's been a slow build back up. But uh, right. moving on, your, your fifth Kickstarter stretch goal uh, was the legends or legends of New Orleans, and that is actually a separate tome or a separate uh, PDF digital file that you're going to conclude. Is that correct? Uh, that's a PDF. That's going to be uh, our version of a um, sort of a monograph. Um, but you know, we are doing editing, we are doing art, we are doing layout. Um, so it's not quite a monograph. A lot of the authors in that are um, newer to right. this or brand new. It may be some of it may be their first, possibly second scenario published. It may, uh, and we really wanted to give these guys a, a voice and an opportunity to, you know, we wanted to work with them, help uh, bring them forward, help find their voice, and um, give them a chance to really uh, develop and show what they can do. I mean, unless we nurture the next generation of Cthulhu authors, we're you know, where the quality is really going to, to dive. I mean, when I got into this, 
I had a lot of the the greats help me a great deal. Um, I learned a lot from Scott, you know, Scott David Anielowski, Kevin Ross, Keith Herber. Um, I owe my whatever name I have as an author. I owe to Richard Watts. These guys didn't have to help me, but they did. Um, so now it's like now that I'm a bigger fish in this pond, you know, I've, I've got to give back to the universe and and do what I can to help these great creative guys um, really, you know, have a great start at, at writing scenarios. Right. And, you know, our fans, I love them, but but they can be brutal if you put forward something that's not great. They will to rip you apart online, and I don't want these guys discouraged. You know, you put out that one kind of mediocre scenario because you're starting out, and then you get blasted online and you give up. Right. I mean, that happens a lot too. You know, a, you know, these people like that, they just need a little help. They just need a little guidance, and they could be, you know, they could be the next crop of, of great scenario authors. So. We're doing what we can to, to give these guys a, a good start. And you're, a lot of them are going to be familiar names, um, that they've been writing in monographs. Um, Mark Shireman is in it, who was uh, an author in our last book. Uh, I can't say more because we've only got announced two. Um, but uh, John, uh, John Alak and I had been side-by-side side in monographs for years, and we'd never spoken or uh, worked together on a project. So he was one of the first names that came to mind, and uh, he was also the first one to deliver his scenario. So uh, Mark and uh, John are uh, our first two up. Cool. Uh, and these are all going to be urban legend, non-mythos stories, suitable for a convention round, one night of play. You know, short, sweet, and based on you know, the, the urban legends and folklore of the region. Very cool. And you mentioned that it's going to be kind of like your version of the monograph. Are you going to spend as much uh, time as you do in the main book on layout and art and stuff like that, or is it going to be trimmed down version of that? Uh, we're, we're going to kind of have to, I mean, we no, have to I mean, to it's be understood. Up. I mean, if it's part of the, you know, if it's, it's like a, a monograph, that's going to have to be somewhat laid down or, or trimmed down a little bit. I was just curious. You know, oh, no. Oh, no, dude, I mean the opposite. Oh, you we're, mean the opposite. Going, yeah, I mean, dude, we can't lower our standards. We're <laughs> golden goblin press. <laughs> How nuts, we roll. Man. These guys deserve a good stage. So, no, we're very, you know, they may not have as much art, but it's probably going to be just as good. We're going to probably have... You know, uh, we're you know if if we don't have the same layout artist, we're going to have a good known name. And we're going to put our best foot forward with this. I mean, I'm not going to shortchange these guys. <laughs> they're, no, that's they're cool, put, man. They're they're hanging their butt out there. I'm going to make sure that you know they're supported. So, no, we're we're they're going to get the same treatment. Um, that's very cool. God help my editorial staff, <laughs> of, of which I'm of which I'm half. Um, but no, we're, no, we're not lowering our standards. This, they're, 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 this is going to be great. Very we're going to try and make it great. We'll, we'll see what the reviewers say. <laughs> so, uh, the, the sixth, um, stretch goal that you met was also speaking of Scott David Anilowski, uh, you pulled him in to do, is this like a bio write-up of Etienne Lorraine de Marginet? Yeah. Um, he, uh, he appears in, um, in Have You Seen the Yellow Sign, 
Um, you know, he's a creation of Lovecraft. He's kind of Louis, he's kind of New Orleans's version of uh, of Professor Armitage. He's the man in New Orleans, um, which is great because you know he's Creole, and I'm like. H.P. Lovecraft wrote a non-Caucasian cool character at one point. Didn't right. it? Was was he was he drunk that night? Did he know that Creole means that he's not cute? He must have missed, you know, I don't must think have been a typo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, he's, you know, he's the uh, he's a mathematician and a occult, a folklore scholar and a spiritualist. Um, he appears in uh, Tell Me Have You Seen the Yellow Sign. Um, he also appears in at least two other scenarios in Tales of the Crescent City. Um, he's the perfect hook. He's the uh, perfect resource. I think every group is going to want to have a word with him when they're down there. So we decided let's really write him up. I want to know where this guy lives. I want to know what's in his library. Um I want to know how players can get in touch with him. Um, I want to know where he hangs out. Um, I want to know all about him. I want his stats, you know, all put together. And 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 Scott was like, no problem. I can I can do that. Um, Scott was nice enough as 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 soon as the Kickstarter took off. Uh, he was like, if you need me to do anything, if you need stretch goals, and I was like, I think we're good. And six hours later, I'm like, hey, Scott, um, remember when I said I think we were good? Um, I could kind of use some extra stretch goals. Um, and, and, yeah, he may be regretting that offer, but I took him up on it. And uh, so we're going to move forward. Um, and uh, what part of his payment is the voodoo doll. He was like, yeah, I want one of those voodoo dolls. <laughs> I don't I'll do it for a voodoo doll. And I'm like, you got it, a voodoo doll and two copies of the book. Um <laughs> I, I, you came I off probably cheap, man. actually pay him now and give him the voodoo doll, but um, it, so yeah, fans can thank uh, uh, Cryptocorium for for getting Scott attached to this project because <laughs> he's doing it for the the King and Yellow voodoo doll. That's awesome. Um, it's so is, is this, this up. <laughs> it's the truth, isn't it? So is this going to be, I mean, how long is this, are we looking at for this, uh, bio? Is, is it going to be, you know, 5,000 words or more? The, or the range he had to work with was between two and four. Okay. But much like a battle, uh, word length does not survive content contact with the word processor. Yeah. Um, and and guys like Scott and Kevin, they can kind of pretty much do what they want, and um, I'll be fine with that. Right. Uh, I'm just, you know, I mean, yeah, he, if he turns me in 100 words, you know, all, all work and no play, Jack, you know, makes Jack, uh, no, that's not going to fly, but um, we'll see what he comes up with. I, I'm waiting to see it. I, I'm going to be thrilled, thrilled as every other fan that read it, and, except I get to read it first. And this is going to be in the main book, too? Yes. Okay. And when is your next uh, stretch goal hit? Stretch goal seven is going to more than likely add two more scenarios to Legends of New Orleans. Cool. And that will bump that up to, uh, you know, to a full four. And uh, that's if we keep going, it will keep growing because I've got uh, I've got a bunch of these guys uh, all itching to get in. Um, and all, almost all of the scenarios are either written or in rewrites. So I've got two more lined up. 
Um, what we're really excited about is, is stretch goal eight, which I'm only just starting to hint at to the backers in updates. Um, and that is our secret seventh scenario for the core book. Um, I will warn everybody if we do add, since we've added the neighborhood guide and the article, if we end up, you know, adding a seventh scenario, that June deadline's looking a little iffy, but... For seven scenarios, I think that uh, everybody will understand if we're, uh, you know, a month or six weeks late. But we're still, even with seven scenarios, we're going to be working to get it out in June. Very cool. Noah, uh, no other little tidbit of who might that seventh be by? Okay, I will tell. I will tell you this. I, I will give you guys a few hints. Um, it's he's an author from Island of Ignorance. Okay. Uh, and, uh, he's from Island of Ignorance. His story will be based on a uh, short short story from Weird Tales, so we're we're definitely going back. Um, for he's someone who I did karaoke with at Necronomicon, uh, which which if somebody makes a library use roll, they'll be able to find that figure that out because uh, no, actually he didn't. He didn't do karaoke. He got drunk and was asleep on his birthday. Um, we oh. were supposed to do karaoke, but uh, so that's enough hints. That's for enough hints. You might have given it away right there. He, he, he's another author who likes karaoke, <laughs> and there can't be too many of us out there. He had a birthday during Necronomicon where he was apparently overserved at dinner <laughs> and, and couldn't come out to the bar. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, I appreciate Great you talking. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you talking to us, Oscar. Um, no problem.